Welcome to Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. In this podcast, I chat to athletes, coaches, and industry professionals about their sporting journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. Guests range from Olympians to the everyday lover of sport, but the message stays the same. There is so much more to sport than what meets the eye. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss the release of each new episode. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Sport with Fiona Stewart. I'd love to hear from you. Today, we are joined by our first international guest all the way from Texas, America, Tony Stubbs. In this episode, Tony takes us through how he got started in American football and some of the injuries he's had to overcome along the way. Tony is a huge believer in positivity and overcoming obstacles mentally as well as physically. The passion sport has given him for health has transferred over to his professional life through the TTF movement. I'll be the first one to admit that my knowledge on American football is slightly lacking. However, it was really awesome to see that although we come from different sides of the world, sport can still have a profound impact on your life. I hope you are feeling left as motivated after this chat as I was whilst recording it. Tony, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Fiona. I'm (laughs) glad to be here. It's uh, both our first international recordings, which is very, very exciting. First international recordings. Y'all hear that? We're international, Paige. (laughs) International. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about like your sport and how you got into it? I know you're based in America and your sport was American football. So two kind of systems that I'm not super familiar with. So can you tell us about that? Okay. Well, um, how I got started was with uh, football. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, I was playing uh, many sports before that. Um, I really didn't get started with football, tackle football, until I got to high school. I played for a couple of years of flag football where they actually pull the flags off your hip. My parents didn't want me (laughs) all involved in in the violence until I got to high school. Yeah. So um, from there, um, I got a football scholarship to the University of Kansas, got my degree in sports management and administration, but the breakdown pretty much for football for you is pretty much there's 11, 11 guys on one side, 11 guys on the other side, and you got this pigskin ball that we're all trying to get to score and get as many points as possible to win the game, and uh, we're pretty much just tackling each other until... <laughs> somebody wins pretty much yeah. <laughs> the basis of the game <laughs> it's funny that you said your parents didn't want you to like get involved in the in the rough side of the football because on my notes here I'm like NRL American football helmets so like I've even got in my notes that you you guys are wearing you know helmets you've got the the beefed up shoulder pads like how how does that feel like playing a sport with so much equipment on uh very very different you literally I mean you have to get into your mind that you're about to put on more things on your body and to have never never done that before was very different trying to run like you normally run but you like you say got on these big shoulder pads then you got on a helmet too I mean it was a lot of first for me when it came to football (laughs) and it was so bad to the point I literally had to like sneak and just watch how guys were putting on their stuff because I didn't want to be the guy to be like, um, so how do you put this on? I literally didn't know what I was doing. So I literally was watching people <laughs> in the <laughs> locker room of how to put your stuff on. So 
yeah, it's definitely different. Definitely. Wow. You said that you came from like that high school entrance way. I know in America, you get to go to school based on sometimes your sporting abilities and you get, like you said, the scholarship. How did you find like that transition? Was it, you know, you'd never played before and then you got that scholarship and then you're like, okay, let's go. Right. So I was playing football, you know, outside, you know, with the guys, you know, with my friends and Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, playing on the road and just doing all types of stuff like that. So it was always in me, always watching the game. And then I guess what fueled it was my parents kept telling me no. (laughs) (laughs) And so each year I would ask, they would tell me no. I mean, it was to the point that my one of my best friends, the, his dad was the coach. And I was like, oh, this is the year because he's the coach. I know they trust this guy because I'm always at his house. No. Oh, my oh. God. So, yeah. So I think that pretty much fueled it for me when I got to high school. And from there, once I realized I could actually play the game, Um, I said to myself then, I said, well, what can I do for my parents that I could, you know, just give back just to say thank you? Because, I mean, there's not enough in the world anyway for them, for me to even give back to but just give a little something just to show them, you know, I do kind of care just a little (laughs) bit, you know. So I went ahead and I just started focusing on playing football. And uh, before you know it, uh, I got a scholarship to the University of Kansas. So I was very grateful to do that. You know, I had to put in the work, of course. But um, got it and just took full advantage of it. That's amazing. And college football, it's called college football, isn't it? It's very prestigious in the States. Hold on. Let me let let everybody know on my side. Look, now she is from Melbourne, (laughs) Melbourne, right? Yeah, Melbourne, yeah. So she does not know this game of what we're speaking (laughs) of. So this is brand new for her. So this is my first international interview, and this is her first international interview. So we're on the first here, all right, guys? All right, so don't be, don't be talking about my buddy because she don't know the game of football, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning on the fly. We have um, AFL football here, so it's kind of like Aussie rules, and that's the main Melbourne one. Um, I know up in the other states of Australia that's a little bit more accustomed to NRL and other footballs, but, yeah, down here where right. I am, I'm a bit naive. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Hey, at least... You're being honest about it. Yeah, I'm learning on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you said that like it was that kind of wanting to prove your parents wrong that got you involved. <laughs> was there like a moment that you're like, yes, this is kind of what I want to do for a little while? It was. It was because I guess because I had, I never could play the game. So I really wanted to see where I could go with it. Mm-hmm. From there, you know, each year I was just like, man, this is kind of kind of rough. <laughs> this is kind this is a real tough game. And the type of work you have to put into, people don't understand. Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of focus, even from the mental aspect of just running plays, practice, doing it over and over and over again. And then it depends on the environment. I mean, you could be playing in hot, cold, mm-hmm. rain, snow, like. It's just so many elements that come with it. Then on top of that, I got to go to school. <laughs> so people miss that part. Oh, uh, he got a free scholarship. No, no, no. I ain't get no free scholarship. Okay. Because pretty much a scholarship was pretty much a job mm-hmm. when we went to school. Because at the end of the day, if I didn't produce, they could take my scholarship anytime. So 
each year we had to keep signing that scholarship because they'd be like, well, you know, we're going to let somebody else come in because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, not getting your grades, whatever it is, uh, they can let you go. Mm. So that's pretty much what made the decision for me. And then on top of that, I wanted to get my degree as well mm-hmm. to have something to fall back on just in case this just doesn't happen. But I just refuse to go to the middle of the country and not come back with something where it says, you know what, uh, I did go up here and take care of business and do what I needed to do on the football field. Yeah, yeah. And I like how you say, you know, you, you refuse to not come back and and have nothing to show. I know. Yeah, and then, I my was... parents were, then my parents wouldn't let me back in the house if I did. So that was probably a little bit more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you start a degree and I know here we're very, very lucky. We have something called a hex debt. So the government pays it. And then when you're earning enough money, they take like they scrape it off your wage. Wait, hold, time hold, back up, back up. <laughs> Say that again? What What do they do in Melbourne again? What, they, what is this? So what? it's kind of like a student loan, but the go- it's to the government and then they'll take it off your wage kind of with your taxes once you earn enough money. What? Yeah, yeah. So people don't always finish their degrees down here because it's like just on the hex debt is what, what it's called. Make, listen, when I say... <laughs> You learn something new every day. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you can, this is, this, that's, we don't do that over here. No, no. So you had to work, you had to like work to keep your scholarship so that you could continue studying. Right. But even with the people who just go to school regularly, they just, have to pay. just a regular, pro- oh yeah, the student loans are ridiculous over here. Mm. So that's why I, that's why I tell people the scholarship wasn't free because we had to we had to work for that scholarship. Some people some people couldn't last a day of what we did. Couldn't last a day. It's crazy how how different like different countries do it. Like it's I'm in I'm in awe because if we had that over here. Oh man, this this would be a whole whole another another United States. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you from the energy cuz I mean just think about all the people who have these student loans, I mm-hmm. mean, the pressure, just talking about paying this back. Some some are to the point they don't give no Fs about it to the point I'm going to just die with these student loans because there's no way I can pay it back. Mm. And it didn't even have to even be like that. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's different over here. I, I'm, I'm shocked you even said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm shocked you. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought, because to be honest, when you don't know, you just don't know because you assume that it's happening like that almost right. everywhere, but it's not. Mm. I'm, I'm just like, look, sound like we need to move to Australia. <laughs> Telling you. You can if you want to be in lockdown. But <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then you got that. So, I mean, it, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. But it's really cool that sport gave you that opportunity. And I know you said you had to work for it, but like there's other people who, you know, you said that, are going to die with those student loans and you are in the position where you, you know, you've got your, it was sport management degree. Yes. Yes. So you were able to play sport kind of professionally as well as get that degree. And like the things that can set you up with, like, I guess we can talk about some of them. Like how were the milestones? Like were there times that you were super injured and you were worried about that scholarship or like, tell me about the journey. That's funny. You said injuries. So the third day that I got up to the University of Kansas, 
I had to have emergency surgery on both legs. Oh. So I had anterior compartment syndrome. So pretty much what that is, is uh, they had to, the muscles couldn't breathe in the front of my legs. Mm -hmm. So they had to cut the top layer off for it to just Mm -hmm. open up. Yeah, for it to open up pretty much. So my parents literally had just left, like not even 24 hours. And um, it was so bad, it woke me up out my sleep. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I love to eat because we, we had to uh, report in for training table. So we had to report in for breakfast. Like we had to check in. If you didn't check in, you had to run. Like there was just so many rules. Like that's why I say people don't understand that having that scholarship took a lot of work. Mm. And but getting back to this injury, I didn't eat because it was so painful that it woke me up out my sleep. So I checked in and I was just like, I got to go straight to the training room because my legs hurt. Mind you, I couldn't feel my legs. Okay, like literally, you could have took a baseball bat to my legs and I wouldn't have felt it. Oh my god! So when I (laughs) when I got there, because they were just like, "How did you walk here?" I'm like, "I just walked." Like it. (laughs) It wasn't no big deal. Like I wasn't, it wasn't hurting to the point where I'm just fall, like falling. Like it just was just throbbing really bad. Like I had real bad shin splints. Mm-hmm. So they took me to the hospital, stuck a needle about that long, about that thick in my leg, like in my shin. They're like, hey, it's going to just hurt a little bit. I'm saying <laughs> like, and then they had a big old box on this thing. So, I mean, they literally coming in, like the doctor came in like this. Oh my like gosh. he's like, it's going to hurt. Just a little, so it's gonna be a pinch. So he went in. Now, when he went in, it was cool, but when he started moving oh. and trying to get all the, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So the max for swelling for this type of injury is a thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So my right leg was a seventy-five, and my left leg was a seventy. Oh. So they were like, "You got two options." They were like, "You can get emergency surgery now, or you can just let your legs." and your muscles die and never walk again. And I was just like, you know what, doc, let me take some time to think about this. <laughs> Let's see what I'm going to do. Mm, I think I'm going to go with the surgery. Yeah. So mind you, if I wouldn't have skipped breakfast, I wouldn't have been able to have the surgery. Oh, how lucky is that that you, you well, couldn't that ain't, eat? That ain't That's nothing but the Lord right now. Yeah. Because I love to eat, okay? Like, I be hungry. And it was so painful to the point. I mean, I literally had to pass it up. And if I wouldn't have passed it up, I wouldn't have been able to have the surgery. Gosh. So <laughs> how long were you out of the out of the game with that? I was, in a while. I was out six months. I was out for six months. Um, literally during like uh, training camp, I had to stay in the training room the whole entire time because mm-hmm. I couldn't be outside with the heat because it would swell up my legs. So I had to keep them propped up in the training room the whole entire day. So I pretty much met every team <laughs> at the school because I, I was just there all day, couldn't do nothing. So um, that's pretty much what I did. And my legs were just wrapped up in bandages. And um, I had what, like a hundred staples in each leg. Oh so my it, gosh. Was, it was quite, yeah. So that was my freshman year <laughs> in college, third day. Had that, to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And how did you do, like, how'd you go mentally in terms of like, then getting back into the game because it was six months out. Were you kind of a little bit scared to get back into the training or were you just happy to be out there? 
I well, first when it first happened, I couldn't believe it happened because I've never had no issues with my legs like that. So that really threw me off. Mm-hmm. So from the mental aspect, I I was just like, then my mom, she's calling me, <laughs> talking about you want me to come back. <sighs> I was just like, I don't know if this is supposed to be one of those manly things right now for me to get out here because my mom is not going to always be able to be there for me. And I mean, she had just left me. So I kind of was just like, let me just man up. I don't want to be a baby. (laughs) So I was like, I just got to figure this thing out. And from there, from the mental aspect, I just, the, the networking and then just mentally getting my legs back to running into Mm -hmm. the motion again, because I was just like, what if I lose my legs? What if I lose my calf muscles? Like, cause literally, cause I couldn't walk or do anything on, I mean, it literally felt like mush. Like you could just play with my muscles and it was just there. And I was just like, oh, like, is this going to ever go back? So just having that in my head, mm-hmm. oh, hoping I can run, hopefully as fast as I, I was before, hoping I can <laughs> be able to just play the game, be able to just move around. So all that just played into my mind and, but just keeping God first and just saying to myself, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And just keeping that positive mindset, I believe made me uh, just be where I am just from a mental aspect of just pushing through the storm Mm -hmm. and knowing that if I do the necessary things that I needed to do to heal myself, everything will be all right. So it did worked out. I was able to actually run on the track team, the indoor track team to get my speed back. And uh, from there, I focused on football after that, just uh, playing the game. Oh, that's amazing. And we'll touch a little bit onto what you just said in terms of like how it's made you the person you are today. But I have another question. You played for like an overseas team as well. Yes, I yes. did. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm not even going to try, but what team was that? It was the Vukovi Wolves. The Vukovi Wolves, okay. Yeah, Vukovi. So the be- so it's Bel- Belgrade, Serbia, the Belgrade Wolves, mm-hmm. pretty much. So uh, yeah, I played over there for uh, two seasons, won uh, four championships over there. Um, that was definitely a, another great experience. I almost pretty much felt like I was in college yep. without the schoolwork. <laughs> so... That was an awesome trip. And then just to be able to just have fun and just to see a whole nother culture and just to be in their element and just to experience just the, the difference <laughs> from where I come from and where they were was uh, I tell people, if you have the opportunity to go overseas to experience another culture, by all means, you need to do it because books Videos don't do it no justice unless you're just there. Mm -hmm. Immersing yourself in it. And it's that's, I guess, ties in well. You've done a good segue there into my next question. So like the benefit sport has provided you as an individual that's transferred over to other avenues of your life. One that you just said really well is the fact that sport gave you an opportunity to experience another culture. But has there been any others? Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Just from... Uh, being able to play uh, the game of indoor football, mm-hmm. um, arena football, that that was a whole nother aspect of football where everything's just condensed and inside. So that was definitely an experience too, because there's nothing like being on the outside and being able to run wide and <laughs> do certain things that you, you can't do in this little 
50 yard space. And then you have how many guys? I think it's 10, nine, eight. I, I've got how many guys <laughs> on the field, but it's enough to the point you, you can't run on the outside because the mm-hmm. wall's going to win every single time. Mm-hmm. So just from that, from football, just doing that uh, definitely has given me the opportunity. And then by playing football, I also had the opportunity to be on um, a TV show called Pros versus Jokes. Mm-hmm. So to be able to play against my Michael Vick, uh, Ward Dunn, and Derek Brooks. Now, these are all Hall of Famers, by the way. <laughs> So I know you can you, see the blank look but, on my face. Yeah, you're like, you're like, mm-hmm, yep, don't know him. Don't know him either. Yep. That's, it's all good. Like I said, this is our first time guys. It's our first time. <laughs> so uh, just being able to play against them in a game uh, to have that opportunity was uh, really special as well. So football has taken me a lot of places and I'm very grateful that uh, I was able to play it and to learn a lot of things from it and to be able to use those outside of the football field yes and like speaking of outside of the football field you're a fitness and lifestyle coach and that's you know you're toning tony but you also have is it like a a business or a movement with your sister is that right yes uh we call it the ttf movement Mm -hmm. and um it's called uh the true transformation fitness movement i actually changed the name from total to true because we want you to be your true self and your authentic self and just understanding and knowing that it's okay where you are mm-hmm. now where you want to go we're going to help you get there through a transformation that has been proven through a process of mental because I, I like to start with the mental aspect before we do anything else so um that's what me and my sister do yeah that's really cool and where did that idea come from uh, well it came from me <laughs> and my sister and just uh, just hereditary things that come from sickness uh, with her grandma dealing with a lot of things, taking numerous amounts of medication. And then from me um, during this football time after um, college mm-hmm. and when I was continuing to play football, I was actually diagnosed with high blood pressure mm-hmm. and I had to take two forms of medication during this time. So mind you, once again, here go another challenge mm-hmm. uh, okay, I've never had high blood pressure before. I've been healthy. I was healthy throughout college because mind you, we had this regimen where pretty much we were working out every single day Yeah, and um, trying, well, actually not doing the same things as I was doing in college and doing only a little bit caught up with me quickly on this side. And that's where the high blood pressure came into play. So having to deal with that for about, six seven eight years uh took a toll because having to do that and I'm popping pills before games Mm -hmm. and I'm just like I'm in all this great shape but I'm not healthy so that was what really got me and I just said I didn't want to be another number when it came to this type of sickness because I knew I could prevent it Mm -hmm. so therefore I made a decision in my mind that that's it. I'm not taking no more pills, not, not popping pills no more. And I'm going to just start doing the necessary things that I need to do. And the first thing that I started doing was that I immediately stopped putting extra salt on my food. That right there alone just took that out like immediately because that, that I, I knew and I knew it. And that's why I be telling people, people know 
what they're doing, you're choosing, you're intentionally doing it. And that's what I say. Everybody want these miracles to happen when you've been getting miracles from the jump, when your body has been telling you certain things mm-hmm. and you've been choosing to ignore the signs of your body. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you say the salt thing, my mom's going to be like, yes, like I love that. So shout out mom who <laughs> has been reducing salt for the last few years on yes, all of our yes. meals. Um, <laughs> good, good. But yeah, like it's, it, you are right. Like it does have to come from your mind and you have to, I guess, make that choice within yourself to be able to change your life for the better. And I guess sport gave you that platform to be able to make that change. Yes, it, it really did. And that, like I said, the mindset of having to make a quick decision because mm-hmm. in football, usually what happens if you get caught up and you get caught up in your mind mentally and you feel defeated, especially if somebody scores on you. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say I, I play defense and this guy scores on me. If I keep thinking about him scoring on me and what he did to me, he is going to eat me alive for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to mentally snap back be like okay quick lesson what happened okay don't go on the inside when he's trying to do whatever he's trying to do and go back to what you're doing because you keep dwelling on it it's a wrap so Mm -hmm. i do the same thing outside like there's certain things negativity something happens i'm like okay what lesson do i need to learn from this Mm -hmm. and to move forward and guess what i spray my spray (laughs) prosper lead the way and I'm done with it and I got to move forward. And now it all depends on the situation, mm-hmm. but I don't fester it because if you fester, then you're going to just attract more of it. And I, I can't do it because there's just too much going on out this world already. I'm all about love, peace, joy, happiness. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like I really resonate with that. And I guess like football did teach you that lesson, but is there like, and you can say that that one is the lesson that you want to share, but is there a lesson that really stands out that you learned kind of through sport or in that sporting world that's, Mm -hmm. you know, helped you with everyday life? Definitely that lesson of going on to the, to the next Mm -hmm. learning and moving forward, because I tell people, if you don't learn from the previous lesson, there's going to be something where you have to keep learning that again, and you're going to keep going into a circle until you finally learn, and then you go to the next one. Guess what? You're going to have to learn something from there, too. That's why there's always, you're always learning and Mm self-improving every single day. Just like I just learned something today from you about these student loans that I'm, I'm feeling some type of way. Like... Really? That's why I was just like, huh? Like, y'all do that? So we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And we will never know everything. However, if you choose to intentionally improve, you have no choice but to get better. So that's where I got that from football, where literally I just take it step by step, learn from it, move forward. And then I already know I'm going to have to learn something in the next go round. Hopefully it's just more joyful because that's what I think about is joy. I attract the energy. Yes. Why well, I'm always hyped. Cause I want you to be hyped too. <laughs> I, 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 I need it. Like, cause all that, we, we got enough going on out here in this world and I chose to be this way and people can choose to be however they want to be. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it's giving something positive. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I really like that you said before, 
that I guess the universe or some whoever you believe in will yes. keep bringing that lesson in front of you until you have learned it. And they'll, you know, you might have the same kind of situation happen three or four times before you finally realize, really? oh yeah, that's not how I'm supposed to handle that. <laughs> and yes. I guess like even in the last few, I don't know, I think we're on lockdown six here in, <laughs> in Melbourne, but like I finally learned the lesson of how to handle the, the start of a lockdown and it just mm-hmm. kept happening until I learned how to deal with it. And yeah, little things like that. Once you realize that you will have to keep learning the lesson. Correct. <laughs> Or, or you'll be faced with the same scenario until you've learned the lesson. Yeah. yeah. It's and it, huge. And it different situations, same scenario. Mm-hmm. Just like, and then you ask that question, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. Because you keep asking for it and you're not learning. Yeah, you haven't learned the lesson yet. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes, yes. So that was that was real big for me when it came down to football. Yeah, I really like that. And I guess like in terms of stakes, like if you didn't learn your lesson where you could get a pretty hard hit and end up on the ground. Oh, no. Speaking of hard hits. Oh, yeah. Like when I first started playing football, high school. So I actually made the varsity team my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I never played, but they moved me down because I needed to get some experience because I had never played. I told them, I was like, I've never played this game before. (laughs) They're like, you're acting like you have, but I I haven't. So Move down, boom, I'm balling, boom, boom, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's this game, and I and, and I, I give him props because he wham, bam, my ass, this one play, and it needed to be learned because that was the first and last that I will <laughs> ever, to this day, I have never gotten cracked back the way Stanley cracked back my ass in that game because – I was I, I remember like it's yesterday because he caved my chest in. I was literally running after the guy. I was focused, running, had him. I had him. I reached. I forgot I was Stanley was the receiver and I was playing him on defense. And I forgot we had took off together, but I came back and I started running because I saw the ball and I uh-huh. saw old boy running with it. And I forgot Stanley was back there. Man, I'm running. I reached out. All I saw, like, soon as I turned my head, I saw just him coming right down the heat. Woo! Oh, my gosh. When I say I could not breathe, I thought I was dying that day. Oh, gosh. You hear me? <laughs> it hurt. So I looked up, and I was like, Ooh. I was like, <laughs> and I'm still trying to get up to try to run after the guy. And I'm literally over here not being able to breathe. Like, when I say it hurt so bad, like, I thought I was dying that day (laughs) because he gave it in. I give him props. Stanley, if you're listening to it, I'm giving you your props, dog. You taught me a very big lesson. And that day, I'd never gotten cracked back because he taught me how to use my peripheral vision. Ever since that was in the ninth grade until this day. Thank you, Stanley, wherever you are out there. You taught me a lesson, brother. Thank you. And that will make you better at everything, even like better at driving a car because you can see Ooh, the cars what? around hey, you. I'm telling you, hey, I keep hey, I keep the peripheral. I keep it on. I, I it stays on. He he put an automatic peripheral thing across my face 
when he did that. And I thank him because it never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a good one. <laughs> so Tony, a big part of like my podcast is that you give back to the community or that you've been able to help develop the community in some way. So have you been able to use, and I guess you do with the TTF movement, but have you been able to use sport or exercise as a tool to develop the community? Yes, I have. And um, it's funny that you say that because um, I actually work at a school here in Houston Mm -hmm. as a student support manager for communities and schools of Houston. It's a nonprofit here where we help with the kids. Yeah. So um, what I do at uh, my school, when it was before the whole COVID situation, I would actually have a fitness class that I would do Friday where it, we would get to know each other and interact while we're doing some type of physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a pretty good thing from doing that, from that aspect. And then also when I was in my Zumba teaching days, <laughs> I would... Um, go out and do uh, different community events where I would do the warm-ups mm-hmm. for them, um, just like uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. I've worked with them, and um, I've also worked with a few more foundations as well when it um, pertains to giving back. So Tony's all about the kids. <laughs> I love that. How old are the kids that you worked with? Oh, it's from kindergarten mm-hmm. through 12th grade. Wow. Yes, and yes. Did you see a difference? Because I see it every day when I'm not locked down with <laughs> it, when I'm working mm-hmm. that, you know, the sport and physical activity can make in their lives. Like, did you get to notice the difference in them? Oh, absolutely. Cause um, especially, you know, in today's world where the physical activity is not as upfront as it should be, because I, I share with people, and this is where my seven minutes come into play of you doing something with mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. because if you do something, your body has no choice but to improve. Mm-hmm. Like it has to produce the right endorphins, the right energy for your body to do the necessary things. And people think you have to go through this long, treacherous workout. No, no really, all you need is seven minutes. Yeah. If you have seven minutes, but if you don't have seven minutes for yourself, share with people once again you need to reevaluate what's going on in your life because you need to recharge yourself yeah and even like you find seven minutes or you can break it down like I know my kettle takes a while to boil <laughs> so you can chuck a couple minutes in there or when you're you know washing your hair and you're waiting for your conditioner you've got three minutes in the shower to do something there like there's little think- little times where you can find find time for yourself absolutely and the, the question goes back to the mental aspect. Where did you make the decision to say, okay, I, I just don't care? Because mm. at the end of the day, you're putting it on the back burner for you, you have very good reasons. But I, I share with people those reasons should be the reasons why you should be doing this over here because you're going to eventually run out of juice if you're not recharging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty bucket. There you go. (laughs) Not pour from an empty bucket. I like that. You cannot (laughs) pour from an empty bucket, folks. Say less. (laughs) You can't. You are absolutely right. So is there like somewhere that you see the future of sport? I know in terms of like the pandemic, (laughs) it's changed a lot of things and 
it was great to see, I know, especially here, the Olympics and things like that go ahead. But have you seen a change or do you see a change in the future of sport? I, I mean, it changed a lot when mm-hmm. it came to, you know, this, this whole situation with the, with the sports deal because sports is, is physical mm-hmm. contact. Like, there's no getting around you not touching each other. Like, when it comes to the team camaraderie, like, you know, going together on trips and all that and just having that bond, like, it's, that's what it, it's physical, it, it's contact. So I, I hope that we're able to get somewhere where we can continue with the sports because I do believe that sports needs to be here because mm-hmm. it does help with a lot of things and helps with a lot of people when it comes down to just therapy, yeah. you know? So um, I hope, I, I just hope we can just get it together because <laughs> you, you know, Fiona, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Yeah. So I just pray that we can, so that's, that's why I come on here with the positive, with the energy, because mm-hmm. I already know what they're pouring out there into the social media. And at the end of the day, if we put more positivity out here, it, it conquers, it conquers negativity all day. Love conquers all, period. So that's why I want to spread love and joy. <laughs> yeah. And I think sport is a great way to do that. Like not only in terms of, yes, that teammate sense and you have a family outside of your immediate genetic family or your biological family, but you've got those other people to you know, support you through life and whatever you're going through but it's also the impact it can make on your physical emotional and social health like it's so important in so many ways and yeah like you said like it's I hope it doesn't diminish and I hope maybe people see how important it actually is and they join a local netball team or a local football team just for the fun of it and just for their health rather than aspiring to be an Olympian they can just join at any level it is definitely a pivotal part of this world, you know, mm-hmm. especially, you know, just competition and just everything that you just said, Jess. So I, I hope it all works out. I really <laughs> do. Well, we've both got different worlds of sport, but it's good to see the different sides of it and see, you know, what's happening over in America compared to what's happening in Australia. And I think there was a few weeks ago, packed stadiums in America somewhere. I can't remember exactly for a football game. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, how awesome would that be? Because we had most of our finals, well, half the country was in a lockdown. So yeah, fans weren't really readily able to go to them. And, and just to hear you say that y'all are on a lockdown right mm. now, it's just mind blowing <laughs> because we haven't been on a lockdown and <laughs> last time we was on a lockdown, I forgot when we was on a lockdown. <laughs> so for y'all to still be on one and like you don't hear about this stuff where unless you're like really into it Mm. but you don't you don't hear about this and especially about the student loans you just shared (laughs) like that has been the key of this whole entire show (laughs) anything I have learned today on this show is what they do in Austin I'm just I'm just blown away about these student loans like (laughs) one thing that I know sports different in America, but it's one thing that kind of brings all these different countries that have different social structures together is sport. Right. 
this is, yeah, I, I have learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> this is very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Wow. Okay. All right, Fiona. Boy. Well, Tony. Oh, Thank you so, so much for coming on today. I really appreciate uh, the laughs that we've had and, and discussing different aspects of, I guess, different cultures. Like you wouldn't think that America and Australia are so different, but hearing your journey through sport and what you've learned from it still does resonate to people in Australia, even though this, the pathway and the systems are so different. Right, right. I, I enjoyed it. I, it's been an honor and a privilege <laughs> to be on this show and especially it being our first time doing international interviews so um couldn't have been done with a better person and uh i appreciate you having me on the show oh it was my pleasure thank you so much you are very welcome i appreciate you <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of beyond sport with fiona stewart this is a completely independent podcast that has been created to share the journey and lessons of top-level sporting professionals, but also your everyday lover of sport. If you liked this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could leave a review and share it with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Until next time. <laughs>